Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Session. Report to the chat room, pit and pat a hand. 
man. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts, you witness and compose all, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do to they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any soul off. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 family. <clears throat> peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right. Very soon to be joined by my co-host. Welcome back for another entertaining, exciting episode of KTL Radio. All right, family. To be anywhere else, doing anything else. But you chose to rock out. So we salute you. Um, yeah, we have an exciting, exciting program in store for you this evening, okay? This will be the first appearance of a sister and will be coming forth onto the show, uh, Sister Tajara Niaya Neptet, and our brother Ross Ben will be back in the building, you know what I'm saying? And you know, when that brother comes through, he comes through with that cosmic info, so we look forward to that. Let me open up the line for my co-host. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace to the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Less Radio. This is your brother, Red Pill. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace and love. Yes, indeed. No doubt. What's All good right. with you? How you doing, man? My body is recovery. Very long weekend. You know, yeah, my um, body right now. Let me just say this. Let me just say it. I'm going to share this with the family. You know, I just have to say that uh, for the brothers and sisters out there to work a nine to five, no, to work a seven to five, because that's what I'm doing, a seven to five, or work nights. Or anybody that works Work. in a construction, huh? Yeah, nine to five. That must be played out because, you know, um, I was on the train this morning at six. That shit was packed to the back. Rimsky. Feel me? Like I'm like, if you ain't on the train, yeah, five thirty, you're not getting money. Like that nine, nine o'clock. o'clock that, that's such the last shift. That's so yeah. That's so mundane right now. 
the the train yo, you know when we be coming from the studio sometimes four thirty it's mad Jamaican yeah, and Mexican on the train. Yeah, mad Jamaicans and Mexicans be on the train four thirty five in the morning. With in, the that, in Delta on. State. In Delta State. Half half dead. Yeah. You know. But god damn, like Yo, this job, this gig that I'm on, it got me ready to, like I said before, I'm ready to go to the U.N. to push for reparations because if they work my people like they work in me, god damn, like, I need it all. We need 40, we need 40 acres. We need more than 40 acres because this is some work right here. I'm swinging hammers and sledgehammers and it's a workout. I mean, I, I have to tell myself that it's a workout and you getting paid, but uh, it's work. You know, they it's work, man. I had two instances today where I, I felt like I was gonna drift away. You know, and I got with 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 demo in a building, so you got people above your head with jackhammers, bricks are flying. I'm moving these planks. I, I seen what it looks like when you take a floor up. So we're moving these big, they got these things called OSHA planks. Then there's these other planks, and the planks got, you know, the Nigerian um, artifacts that they sell with all the nails in it? Yeah. Yeah, they got that. They had, they had like, boards with nails in it like that. We're, we're, we're taking it from the fourth floor and sliding it down to the basement, you know, real hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like we don't have state-of-the-art machinery. You know, the most the most state-of-the-art thing there is a harness. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know, I'm just walking with God. I stepped through, a nail went right through my boot today, and... I guess it's the shape of my toe. I must not have a, uh, my toe might be aerodynamic because it curved right through the toe. It didn't touch anything, but it damn sure went right through the boot like like it was nothing. And I was like, these are Ralph. Got some polo boots. It's supposed to be Ralph. Like how are nails going through it? But it's interesting, you know. Uh, my body is like really worn down, you know. But it's cool. It's a cool one down. It's like being in the gym. It's like being like my dude on two fifth that works out all day. I can imagine what that feels like. Nah, but he don't look like he deals with the level of fatigue that a full day of work might incur upon anybody else. Like every thirty degrees he got his shirt off and he's still power walking in the middle of the street, so I think yeah, he was his DNA is yeah, somebody his shit is tweaked. Yeah, his shit is tweaked. But um, the thing that kept me going and really charged up. And, 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 and no, and this is another thing. Like I'm talking about of life in the city dealing with time zones. So when I'm coming home at two in the morning and the train is packed, party. Okay, this That's is after, people. No, not party. These are people city. from work. This is the body yes. that they're sitting back home now, worn and tired. Yeah, worn, so worn everybody's down. nodding, yawning, just, you know, their energy is just totally drained. You feel me? And it might be yeah. like one hour low until the train now the becomes a repository for the new bodies here that is taken into the field that it's going to wear out. It's like the Matrix, how it just 
Them and just bring like, the uh, bodies of the battery energy. Yeah. Depletes them, throw them to the side. You know what I mean? But they they getting that double OT. They getting that double OT. Getting that double OT. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't got it. Yeah, so but the grind is real in the city. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, the Wall yeah, Street dudes, I, hold on. They be out by like 3 o'clock, and they'll be on it at all. So go figure. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, dynamics of the president is they broke the bank. Or some of the most arrogant people get off on Wall Street. That's my observation on the Ford frame. They 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 be oh, real right. arrogant, like real pompous. You know why? Even the black, yeah. even even the even the yeah, even the tools, even the telphones be pump pompous. This this sister, you know what I'm saying? We on the train, me and the mayor. You know the seats that fold up. I'm thinking she's going to let a man sit in the seat because he's a youth. She jumped right in the seat, and she's young. I'm looking at her like, you don't see the youth? And his dad, like, come on, sister. And, of course, she gets off on Wall Street, the mentality. But I always go back to say this experience is interesting. And, like, I'll be knowing, like, <laughs> Characters from the conscious community that I know, whether it's lecturers or just the, the the many faces of the people who come to patronize or the people we've been seeing. Through. Like I want to have a workforce of every. I, I can't wait to. That's just a dream of mine. Like I would love to be on a work site with these conscious people because it's gonna be hilarious. Like it will be it will be super funny, yo. Because everybody has an interesting personality. You know, we'll, I know we'll stay laughing. We'll be goofing off. You know, but it's like I said before, the best way to assess somebody or to vet an individual is on the battlefield and on the work field. You will easily tell. It don't even take long. I, not You don't even have to waste the eight hours. Don't even give me a day because ain't too much faking that you could do on the work field. I'm so I'm talking about hard labor family, not pushing a pen, no disrespect to anybody that does that. I'm just talking about physical labor, you know. Uh, and another thing, this is a form of therapy. I really, I'm about to go on Facebook and just hire all of the angry Negroes on my timeline. Just It seems that they don't really have nothing to do because they be on FB. You know, I can't even post the way that I, I post at lunch now, and I post when my 15-minute you know, breaks come up. You know what I'm saying? My post ain't even like, like my 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 like meter on IG be two th- yeah. to three three thirty AM. I'm like, what? How these niggas? Like, what am I? Yo, you know they have surveys. So many and they people. Study when's the best time to post? Like when you study the FB business, and they're like Sundays at noon. You know that's a great time. Lunchtime on the weekdays and. When the hell, why didn't they say between hours of 2 and 5, that's when the conscious community be up? Because I could put some shit up in the wee hours and it gets popping. Like, I wake up to all kind of comments and stuff. But going back to what I was saying about physical hard labor, the fact that it's the therapy, the therapeutic aspect of it. Man, I'm a, I'm able to let off some damn steam with them hammers, man, breaking those bricks and stuff like that and shoveling stuff in the, in the wheelbarrow singing my Negro spiritual hymns, like, I'm able to release tension 
and let some stuff go, you know. It's a whole bunch of pecker woods that I that they I line them up in the bricks and I just take them down, you know, and some ninjas too. So for the family that has yeah, all of this yeah. bent up frustration, even the wizards, like y'all could pick up a hammer too, you know. They got sisters on the site, you know. It's not it's not a, a, a you know. And now I know why the Hebrews are so mad at the Egyptians too. Damn, if they worked them Negroes to build them pyramids, I understand why they still holding the gripe. That's a lot of work. Them bricks is heavy. I be moving bricks. Them bricks heavy. They're heavy. Yeah. So I understand they. So, yeah, so. I understand what Cesariac and them were going through. That's a lifelong beast. If you was working them people ain't yeah, pay them Hebrews. He ain't pay them Hebrews. That's eternal. Yeah, that's that is. But um it's a it's a wonderful experience, family. We're just I'm just sharing experiences with y'all. You know, I'm relating, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be relatable, you know, I'm trying to be down, you know, and all of that. You know, I feel the pain, but at the same time I feel the joy. And I also feel the um I feel accomplishments, you know. I don't have a problem. There's nothing on me, you know, ego-wise, or there's nothing on me pride. I, I, you know, when it comes to pride, I, I bended away. I did away with that a long time ago, you know, as you can tell. It takes a lot of pride to stand on 125th Street. Not now, not when the wave is here. Ten years ago, 2005, when being conscious wasn't cool, you know, that wasn't a, that wasn't a hashtag. It wasn't the new thing selling T-shirts with King Tut and all of them other guys on it, you know, in Christian Harlem. Like, that wasn't that wasn't really accepted like that. So, you know, it, I, I, I did away I'm, with I'm Prada gonna a long you, time I'm going to tell you it does away with Prada even today. I went and What's visited that? one of my comrades on his work site. He was selling water, Coney Island. I seen him make that uh-huh. man $500. He said, put the arms uh-huh. down. Put the Prada away. Come get this money. There's so many untapped resources right here in this city that we are not taking well, advantage of. Well, water at BAM. Super smart. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, BAM, BAM taught me a very important lesson. I, I mean, I, I, I learned multiple lessons this weekend at BAM. Shout out to everybody who uh, came out to the Brooklyn Academy of Music Festival in Brooklyn, New York. Now, that's too light. That, that's too light. Got to do a better build up for that. That was too light. There was too much going on this weekend for us to just, you know, go into segue into that so light. Segue like that. You know. All right, I'll let you do it. I mean, I was going to say that what kept me alive today on the work site, because it was very hot. I think it was like 90, you know what I'm saying? And I was dehydrated. And, um, I mean, but I was going off of my backup battery from the charge that I received this weekend at the Dance Africa Brooklyn Academy of Music. If anybody's following any one of us on social media, you know that we flooded you, we inundated you, um, mainly because you needed that. You know, mainly because there be people out there talking bad about New York. How they? And negresses, you know. In order to talk crazy, y'all gotta show us something better. You know what I mean? That's the challenge. That's why nobody really say to the haters because it's like, you know, what do you have? Your community at? You know, what are you building? 
you know. You can't style on Brooklyn, B. Like, oh, man. I, and I, I got to check myself. I have to stand in the mirror and say, bruh, you've been real lazy on Brooklyn, man. You you, you haul them cats. I'm a Brooklyn dude. I'm in Harlem now. I, I guess I I guess I lost my past or something. I forgot how beautiful and powerful and cultural and energetic and just family orientated and you know, just positive, whatever you want to say, all of these different attributes. The planet of Brooklyn encompasses that. I learned that, you know, what matters is like they, they have these horror stories about regentrification. Man, the hood ain't go nowhere. My people ain't go nowhere in Brooklyn. They still there, riding it out, you know, making the best of it and, you know, still have they still have that spirit that um, I'm always familiar with Brooklyn people having. We laugh at adversity. We smile at it. You know, we make jokes about it. You know, we are the ultimate hustlers. You know what I mean? We know how to basically uh, turn a turn a turn a turn a dollar over. Um, it was just and one of the main. You there with me, bro? You still here? I'm I'm here. One of the most exhilarating, one of the most eye-opening, one of the most heartwarming um, experiences that I walked away with is when I finally get to meet the listening audience or the brothers and sisters from YouTube face-to-face. This shit right here, Family, like I, normally, bro, we got to do Google Hangouts. I'm not doing the radio no more. It doesn't make sense because how yeah, is it yeah, the radio that we are sitting among format. such powerful people, such beautiful people all of these years, and I don't even get to see you. Y'all don't really, y'all didn't get to see us until we decided to start doing viral with the videos recently because we wasn't really out there like that. But I don't get to see who we're talking to. I mean, we could still do the show, but damn, that's like taking the arm off of a person and, and putting them in the league. Like, it's challenging, you know? You know how much more we would be able to give? You know how much more you would be able to pull from us if we were able to see the family face-to-face? Oh, man. Yo, I, I, I got stories for days. If I had a dollar for everybody that told me that they watching us on YouTube and keep up the good work, I'd be broadcasting yeah, from the Bugatti. Yeah, I you know, Doing that was, that was a real Ricky Bobby. merit huh? of this weekend. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the commerce. It wasn't the business. It wasn't the apprenticeship. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to work around some real masters of the craft and humble myself. Yeah, I saw that. And I stepped down. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was more so an apprentice than the boss this weekend, you know what I'm saying, in regards to uh, the work site which was the festival, but at the same time, it was important because that's definitely a day I want to elevate my game in, and that's jury. And I was around the masters of the craft, so, you know, but the reception that I got from so many people that were coming up to us talking about, you know, they watch this on YouTube and listen to the program. And, and for this particular time, it was elders. It were people that was older than me. Normally, it's the youth. So mm-hmm. I had like grandmothers 
and they was bringing their whole gang of uh, uh, homegirls, you know what I'm saying? It was all like 50 plus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was seeing, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the, the, the brothers, the kings, you know what I'm saying? Strong brothers that you could tell, like, these brothers are responsible in their lifestyle, you know, good jobs, mm-hmm. you know, family men, you know, they was bringing their, their yeah. children with them. Their children were like 9, 10, 11. They was like, are you blue pill? They're like, do you know Rep? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Like, and I'm looking in the eyes of these children. You feel me? And um, you know, you 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 could definitely tell that. Yeah, I'm gonna use this word, and it's kind of um, don't take it out in the wrong context. Co-parenting, right? Where the whole concept of a nation it takes a nation, or you know, or takes a village to raise a child. Village, right? Mm-hmm. So. A parent may be telling a child one thing in their language, and then when you come and you back it up, or if you're saying something very original that the parent can't quite put in words, and then sitting the child in front of the, the YouTube, and this is a child's second school now. You know what I'm saying? They're like, look, you know, you're in Underground Railroad TV class, you're in House of Consciousness class, you're in Notre Dame University, and these children are um, they're, they're learning. You know what I'm saying? They're integrating this information, and you can see the gratitude in their face when they come up, you know, and, and, and they um they salute us or they just make it known that they appreciate what's being done. So that by far, you know, you can put a price on that. I always talk about cost versus value, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you, you, you can't put a cost on some of the things that are valued most in life. Yeah, and it was overwhelming. It was nonstop, you know, and my nephew got to witness it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that was exactly. special, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. so. He, he's seen it. And then, um, you know, hmm? I said he, he's been bearing witness to everything since he was a day one, you know. He was always experienced. He was always right there to experience, you know, what it is that we were doing. Um, I always said to myself, anything that I do, especially after my son was born, you know, anything that I do, I should be able to have my son there with me to see the results of what I do. And he should be able to be with me when I'm doing whatever it is that I do. That's how I measure you know, my morality at the end of the day. I'm not prescribing that to anybody that's listening to this. I'm not trying to be holier than thou or MrConsciousness.com, none of that. I'm just saying that this is a, a something that I, I wanted to show my son as he grows up, and even and my daughter as well as she grows. And um, he, was, he, he, paid, he was alert. He was attentive to uh, a lot of the... Um, Love this happened, this taking place, but you know Amir, you know, and and, and it, I mean he he might be more, <laughs> he might got more followers than us, you know, but he's a child, so children want to do what they they want to play bubble, bubble they want to play with the bubble gun, and other, he's looking for other children his age, and all he wants is children to play with. His life is simple. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to have yeah, fun. He just wants- Likes. He, just wants, he wants play dates. He wants children to play with. 
Yeah. He can have fun you know, with it. This whole thing is this boy. If he can't yeah, find something to get if, into. Yeah. Yeah. If he can't run, if he can't be a child, if he can't explore, if he can't get into his sports, you know, he's like, this is whack. And I and, and, and seeing Jaden in his teenager years really did a lot yes. to show me that while my son is seven years old, family that's out there, while your child is five and four and seven and eight and nine, remember that they're going to be teenagers soon. And that nice, cuddly, cute, you know, hugging, holding your leg and all of that everywhere that you go, holding your hand with you and stuff like that. I mean, they evolve and they change and they get into women, you know, and they get into other sports and they get into their, their you know, they get into their crew and they get their life. And those things tend to change, you know, and some parents, it hurts them. Some, it doesn't. And, um, I mean, as a parent who is very close to his son, you know, I don't really, I'm, I don't look forward to that day. You know, I love my son the way he is at seven. You know what I'm saying? Playing with him, <laughs> wrestling, beating him up, stuff like that. And I'm not saying I'm going to stagnate his growth, but, you know, I just don't want him to be so cool that it's like, ew, get away from me. You know, and, I, and I'm looking, I, I see Satnet's children growing up. You know what I'm saying? I see Jaden. You know, I see um, I see Teach son growing up. You know, I saw Riker's daughter. She know what I'm saying? How she grew. You know, so I, I pay attention, and we're in the quickening. So things. I are seen Vanessa's every, daughter. I seen Vanessa's Whew. daughter, Brooklyn, wow. at twelve. Yeah, that put it she was a little peep like, hard last time I saw her. So in, in this quickening, things are moving at a fast pace. I've seen Billy's children, you know what I'm saying, growing up. Yeah. So we just Those events started. always remind you how old you really are. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you start seeing the seeds, you're like, yeah, I see yeah. Um, Laura's teens, children. You know, all the children, getting to see the children, even yeah. became full circle. Some of the um, Some of the homies that, we normally used to celebrate Memorial Day with down in Miami and Cancun. They came through, you know, and they was totally knowledgeable about the campaign and, you know, what we're doing out here. And they were saluting it and, and giving it, and you know what I'm saying, the full credit it deserves. I was seeing people from 30 years ago, 20 years ago. I stood in that spot on Sunday, and it was just a portal, and it was opening up all of these doors, long lost. You know, people I was looking for with flashlights, found them, you know, and um, that was a good thing, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't come there looking for us. Well, some people said that they did, but for the most part, they didn't come trying to find out where we, they just came because they're attracted to the movement, more so the culture, you know, because Dance Africa is not the conscious movement. It's Dance Africa, people coming to see some lie. You know, they want to shop in the open-air marketplace. Yeah. They want it's, some of the food. They want some damn shea butter. African imprint mm-hmm. on consciousness. It's not localized. You know, what they call dusty <laughs> consciousness. It's the open hand, open door policy. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, right up the block. Anything is, goes. You know, yeah, anything goes. Let's you know what I'm saying? You had the uh, trannies. <laughs> you had the conscious trannies. And the, and I know that yeah. sounds crazy to people. Yeah, but... 
you know, you need to visit Brooklyn a little bit more. Yeah, and you'll see the shit is, it's it's yeah, really exactly. the planet of Brooklyn. It's uh, yeah, Brooklyn. There's some other the other shit going consciousness. on. And I said this yeah, before if we they like Afro Punk. Brooklyn, the way they do their consciousness is like how Wesley do it as well. They shit is not hitting colors, family. They're not doing yeah, it like that. They're taking it. That's, that's it's like Les Nubian. You know, it's, they shit is a mixture of Les like, Nubian, Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, like Billy, like Billy chased off Daoud on the first date. It was like, you came here to complain? Like, what did you come here for? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, don't come old, don't come, yeah, like, don't come here to complain. Like, I, I had a few conversations. We did some viral videos. We did some awesome videos out there with Brother Rich the first day. The first two yeah, days I didn't even dropped, set up yeah. family. It wasn't about commerce. It was about networking. You know, it's not about the money all of the time, even though, you know, we got bills and we have we have yeah. projects. Ain't about the, the bills paid for themselves. It's the projects. It's the future. It's the stuff that we're trying to build. That's the thing that, you know, I, I would hope 10 years later that we had a way to get loans in the community after 10 years of solid work. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would, And not just know the ledge, you know, I would just hope that there was a way to get a budget cut or a way to get a loan or something inside of just the community alone. You know, I, I, I would hope that there were people paying attention who was willing to sit down and make something happen. But that's not the case. But at the end of the day, I decided those two days I was with Amir. I was with people that, you know, I haven't seen. We'd be on Facebook. You know, there's some people that we drifted apart throughout the months and whatnot because everybody has to do their own thing. Everybody's on personal journeys. Everybody has taken up their path to, you know, get in touch with their higher self differently, and I respect that. I have no qualms about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all gravy. But when we all come together, you know, it's therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? It reminds me, these are my peoples right here. These I, I would do anything for them, and I'm sure that they would do anything for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's very important. I have to always reconnect and always link up, you know what I mean, when we go to these events. And it's engaging. You're able, you're able to measure the work that you're doing and, and how, you know, because the dirt comes out as well as the, the clean clothes. So, of course, I had to answer to a few of my sisters because there's a viral video of a video that took place a year ago, a whole year ago, on 125th Street with me, Sanat, and Sutek, where we were doing the thing. We would, It's called Hair Wars. We were trying to address the Korean owner of a hair of a of a beauty salon shop on 125th Street, who took the the uh, he took the uh, pleasure to put um, a huge billboard of a European, you know, being the face of uh, beauty, you know, the the European aesthetics, and they were doing like weaves outside on 125th Street, front of everybody and stuff like that, and some other stuff. And when we went to speak to him, we had our press passes and everything. This was right around the time Eric Gardner lost his life, as well as a brother on 125th Street who's going, 
you know, we have to always remember his name. Our brother Salam, he got choked out as well. He got a heart attack or cardiac arrest. They ruled it a homicide. But his story didn't go viral. But um, we went to confront the Korean and the black, you know, people who were working for him decided that they wanted to step up and and, and, and be his shield. You know, and when, it wasn't like we was going to wrestle him. We were going to have a conversation as the press. You know, like, you, you know, people could watch um, Eyewitness News do exposed, you know, their exposed uh, segments and stuff like that. And they have all of these other things. Well, we in these streets. So our version of that is going to be we, we coming up, we running up on you with the camera, and we're going to ask questions. So the sister went as far as to call the police or members of the press. And I had a problem with that, and I voiced my opinion that the sister was acting like a traitor and that she should not be calling the police, the, 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 you know, the policy officers on any one of us due to the climate. My brother, my twin, almost got his life taken on 125th Street a few feet away years ago. That stays inside of me. I have nightmares about that sometimes. I'm not comfortable with police contact especially on 125th Street, especially if I'm not doing anything. We're having conversation. So she got a verbal lashing. It wasn't long. I didn't even go in like that. Sutek really went in on her. And I just was like kind of peed off, and I went back into trying to talk to the Korean brother and get some answers and what. And that was it. So I had to, you know, I, I let some sisters know, you know, they put a clip, a soundbite of the video up, not the whole. The whole video was like an hour long and whatnot. It was just a little 10-minute clip, and it looks like we was on 125th Street arguing and stuff like that. But that's that was 3%. The other 97% was retarded. It, 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 was, it put tears in my eyes. Like, it really showed me the decision that we made last year to begin to collaborate with House of Consciousness, Underground Railroad, and Baba TV has been the right choice, okay? If the family is not familiar, we were viral in 08, 09, 2010 with Nodalesh TV when that whole thing started, but we decided to more attention to the radio and focus our energies on Nodalesh Radio and build it up as a brand and let other brothers do what they do. You know, we don't need it to be too cluttered and whatnot. Them brothers decided they wanted to use the camera as a medium, as a, as a form of media, and they have perfected that. We're going to let them do what they do, and we collaborate. We don't compete. We don't backbite. We don't sit around and talk crazy. You know, we don't act like we're better than nobody. We collaborate, and we, we work with our brothers, and, it pay, and it, the people have noticed it. They appreciate it. They've given us a lot of feedback, positive constructive criticism I ask for it I don't receive a lot if anybody got some stuff they want to share great. I guess they be telling me everything that they need to tell you they sh- I know I, I mean I would hope that they would say something because I'm not yeah. you know I'm not com- I'm not confrontational you know I'll take it oh. yeah but the brother um, yeah the brother Rich just dropped a new clip Okay, dealing with the uh, black businesses that we were interviewing out there at BAM. So you can see that over at UGR TV on yes, YouTube. Yes, we're interviewing. Called Black Magic. The woman. Yes. 
Yes, indeed. Um, Charles Barron. The interviewing us. Got an Charles Barron, the assemblyman. The interview with the, uh, the brother that is the lawyer for Bobby Schmurda. He has some extremely uh, insightful information to share with the family. Um, bunch of other people that was passing through. It was a vortex. So many people were coming through there. Shout out to King Simon. He got a, a mega clip coming up, you know what I'm saying, where he was out there doing his readings in real time. You know, his numerology readings was popping off. You feel me? Shout out to Supernova Slong, his team. They yeah. was in the building. Um, hey. Yeah, well, let's get into tonight's program. All right. We'll do that. Yes, All indeed. right. Let's do it. And, and, yeah, this is in dedication to the Divine Feminine because if nothing else, you know, my... um. My hope meter was recharged just by seeing all of the beautiful divine feminine that was passing through. I don't know why we have any issues as a people, as a community, and whatever issues we do have, we need to close rank and address them because Ooh, man. it seems Ooh. that what we need as a people is present and it's there and it's waiting for us. I've seen a lot of yeah. couples. We should be seeing like villages of children running through here making this whole exactly. new world a new reality a reality because I'm like, what are they doing? They just hanging out on Sundays going to um Abandon Outpost or something. Like, where, where, where do they be at? What at the same time going back to what I was saying earlier about festival being a micro of the macro. It's 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 a condensed version of what it is that we ultimately can build as a people. Why are we waiting for anybody? This we, we do this is something that's annual family, but this could be a reality where that 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 community that we see that we see at these festivals can actually come together if we go ahead and get a town, get a small. This is this is a Bam is a small block. It's just a five block radius, I think, that they cut off. And then later on in Fourth of July weekend, they do the same. And the energy that emanates from there is incredible. Look, the the police thing yeah. in the car. But yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I wanted to segue into that. You never hear the cameras are never present for festivals like this where there's no police presence necessary. Okay, there was no popo. There's no need for them, right? Why don't police? Why don't the city? Why don't the media ever talk about when melanated people of a certain vibration get together? There's never a need for them to be police. They handle their own affairs. They do business amongst themselves. They don't need no outside interference. They don't need nobody. Uh, overseeing them, babysitting them, none of that. None of that was needed this weekend. It was just pure, you know, melanated uh, perfection, blackness, you feel me? Everybody was handling theirs. People was making money hand over fist, you know what I'm saying? The Africans had it on lock. Like, they just had the same product in, like, 30 booths, and they were still making money. So it's like, why don't we see this? Why don't we highlight that, you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't we make the dichotomy and point that out to say, look, where was the police at? It wasn't needed. We are on our own village when we had a certain vibration and we can handle our business. You know what I'm saying? So people continuously talking about holding that vibration and this is what we need and such and such, you know, I'm not going to chime in on that, but hopefully we can segue into that during tonight's conversation. So I want to get into it. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, we're being joined by Divine Empress, Kajari Nia Ya Neptet, okay? And um, she will be presenting at Nicholas on May 31st. 
Nicholas Brooklyn, all right? So with no further ado, okay, she is a renowned healer as well as the founder of the Raseki Arts Temple. But I think that she can do her introduction better than I can do it for her. So with no further ado, call her from 269-425. Call her. Greetings. Peace. Peace. Peace and blessings. Peace. Welcome. Well, thank you. Can you hear me? All right. Loud and clear. Yes, indeed. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to join you this evening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome. I want you to uh, formally introduce yourself to the family. All right. I am Mook Kajara Niyaya Nebehet. I'm the founder of the Raseki Arts Temple. I am an author of three books, and I've published articles and other books as well. I am a I wrote three books myself. Our temple has um, two books that we have published as a temple. And um, I also wrote some articles in a couple other books, some other group projects. So if you may have heard of the Sister Vegan book, I had an article in that book and one called Magical Calabash, and um, Dreads in Atlanta as well. So um, I have been on the path for 20 years at least and have um, been working to uplift my people in different ways. I did start, I heard you all talking about BAM, and I actually started as a vendor and artist, and I still do um, a lot of creations, um, but I do focus on the healing work right now. So um, we specialize. Raseki Arts Temple is a comedic-based, African-based temple. Uh, We are actually open for people of different belief systems, um, and we come together to help heal, uh, heal each other, heal ourselves, heal the community, Um, That is our focus right now, and, of course, the restoration of Ma'at. And um, we've been doing that work since 2007. I've been traveling all over the United States teaching and sharing um, Kemetic Reiki, which is um, here to help uplift our people and specifically help us to get over some of the past issues that we never really fully addressed um, energetically, now, we can right. heal them. Okay. In your experience with healing, energy healing in particular, I mean, because everything dealing with energy, healing is dealing with energy, correct? Yes. Okay. These particular levels of trauma that we're seeing manifest in our society, is it your belief that people are actually born with these traumas intact, you know what I'm saying, or post-traumatic, you know, slave syndrome, as they say, or or a lot of these um, traumatic wounds and things that people are um, perpetuating throughout their life, you know, are they all fresh wounds that they, they have gotten in this particular walk? 
Um, I feel like they are definitely past issues that have not been resolved because when we get our parents' blood and DNA, we also get their memory. So if Mm. we have had memory in past generations, um, and we have, we've had abuse and trauma for many hundreds of years, and um, that has affected us. We call the the Willie Lynch letter, you know, as a something to look at as the culprit. But really, you know, when we have to think about the energy and the spirit and the things that have happened, we've been told to, you know, pray to Jesus, a made up figure, <laughs> for hundreds of years, where we used to have right. thousands of powerful deities that we were connected to. So, um, you know, just that in itself has affected us in a very negative way. And to balance it out, we have to bring it back. Indeed. So you've had success with dealing with these particular deeply-seated levels of trauma? We have had success in dealing with... Personally, I have helped to heal things like gunshot wounds, depression... Um, I have helped to balance someone, a woman who was um, homosexual, now has children. After doing some work with us, she decided, you know, she wanted to leave that lifestyle. Um, I've also helped to balance out, you know, other physical ailments, uh, diabetes and cancers. I put cancer in remission a couple of times. Um, So I've found in my experience that, you know, Working with, it's not just energy healing. You know, we have to do it in a holistic way, which all of our other teachers have told us, you know, Queen of Fuwa, Dr. Sabi, Dr. Africa, they all say, you know, we have to work with our diet, we have to work with the herbs, we have to exercise, and all of those things are important. But if you're doing all of those things and not dealing with the emotional and the mental issues, you know, it's still going to take time to actually balance and heal something. So um, when you work with the energy, you can actually penetrate through those levels, even without conversations uh, in a lot of ways. But it will also help to bring up the conversations that are needed to help, you know, bring resolve, having an energy healing session, especially Rafseki. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So speak about your upcoming event um, that will be being held in Brooklyn, correct? Yes, we are doing a um, small workshop in Brooklyn. Actually, I'm going to be teaching a comedic Reiki Level 2 class in the Bronx on Saturday and Sunday as well. And... Um, so that's going to be really exciting. We'll have some new practitioners in the New York area. And then we'll be going to Nicholas Bookstore on Sunday at 6 p.m. And uh, I'll be there with some of uh, my sister's students, and we're going to do some, you know, I like to do the interactive workshops. So we'll be doing some discussion as well as some guided meditations um, I like people to feel their own energy in the aura. Uh, to um, probably do a little aura cleansing and things like that as well. 
So I'm looking forward to it. My father is from New York, so I've been coming to New York all my life. I haven't been there in a while, but um, I am definitely looking forward to coming and sharing and, you know, building with the family once again. Yes, indeed. I I think that, uh, you know, New York may very well need it. You know, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of healing that needs to take place in New York if nowhere else, you know, this place is known for um, being home to a lot of people that just carry that weight on them that you're speaking of, you know what I'm saying, and that weight being just uh, depression, you know, just a a level of unhappiness, uh, just a very cold demeanor, and we don't know if it's based on all the way just the experiences or the weather, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York definitely have, uh, has some heavy energy. There's so many things that have happened there. So many people come in and out of New York. It's just it's just energy moving constantly there. And, um yes. You know, it's not a lot of nature to help balance it out. Um, I know when I come to New York and you have to go through the tunnel or the bridge to get there, it's like, because I'm super sensitive, it feels like I'm going through a little vortex. You know, it's like going into a different world entering into New York. I was was going to ask you that, yes. As someone that's Mm -hmm. super sensitive, and I've heard it, um, people that also are super sensitive, they experience something that's so overwhelming they can't do New York for long. They got to get in and get out, and they're always, like, amazed at people that actually live here. They're like, how do you live in that energy? You know what I'm saying? They're like, do you have any idea how rickety-raggedy, you know what I'm saying, that, that that energy is? And there's some, you know, people that might be oblivious to it. It's like, I don't know, this is home. Like, we just do our thing, and they don't ever, like, tie in these occurrences that happen in the city that are kind of unexplainable, you know, how the energy jumps and things just happen, you know, spontaneously that are so wild and unexplainable. You're like, damn, like, this place is crazy. Only in New York. That mixing of energy, only in New York. Yeah, so... How does one naturally go about, you know, because you're going to be in and you're going to be out, you know, for the people that are native to the city, how does one go about balancing the energy on this grid? Ooh, well, you know, for many of us who look at you all in New York, you know, New York is like a light. So you all are doing it because you do have so many things going on. You all are sharing and building on a level like nowhere else, believe me. (laughs) But at the same time, you do have that um, go, 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 go. Everything is, you got to be there. You're rushing to get there. It's traffic, so you, you know, tied up and feeling that that feeling um, at the same time. So, you know, I know it's important for you all to go to that water. You do have the water right there. And um, that's a powerful energy conduit that um, you can use to just 
you know, let that water absorb some of that energy and, and let it help you to so, be more peaceful and calming and, you know, soothe that spirit a little bit because you can't just to be going like that all the time, I'm sure it's... So you're, you're suggesting that people get in the water? like You don't even have to get in it, you know, but you do right. have to connect with it. So if you can sit close enough that you can really vibe with it. You know, everything natural has a spirit or energy to it. And that's what you want to do is is connect. When we say we want to be in tune with nature, we want to tune in to that water so that we can feel the water inside of us even more and feel that connection that we have with all that water that you all have there. And then that in itself can just, you know, bring that that calm feeling inside of you because there's so much of it there. Even though it's polluted, <laughs> it's still, you know, it's more water mm-hmm. on the earth than anything else. So, and then the same for our bodies, water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely take advantage of that. And then the same thing that you all do, all those festivals and drum circles and, you know, that's what's, that's what, you know, is keeping everything going. Those of us who don't have it, we miss it because that is an important part to um, keeping the spirit balanced. I'm in a, a town where they have a drum circle, but it's a bunch of Europeans playing. It, they, they can't even hit the drum right, you know, so it's not going to feed That's my right. spirit in the same way as it would if I could come up there to that park, you know, to that drum circle. So, um, you know, yes, make indeed. sure that you continue. And right now, probably one of the most important messages for us to get right now is that, um, you know, our time is up. We, we've been warned about what's coming. It's coming. It's right here on, a, on our back. So if we, um, you know, can just start to really get together and really stop talking and organize and make plans because we don't want to wait until – you know, the flood comes to have a plan. <laughs> we want to be prepared so when the weather forecast says it's coming, you know, we are already making our moves and be out the way. Can, yes. and, um, Can I ask you yes, something else? As someone such as yourself that's very sensitive to energy, um, do you ever feel that some of these weather occurrences that we're experiences, experiencing are um Unnatural, and when I say that, I mean man made. The man is made in the image of his creator, so even man creating weather circumstances still, in my mind, you know, qualifies as it being part of nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, because man is still putting his hand in the creation, and, and behind that hand is the hand of God. But at the same time, I'm saying that is it being manipulated, is being forceful with his technologies and his machinery? I would say yes, um, definitely. They got stuff flying around in the sky. You know they could switch the weather <laughs> weather pattern. I, we could switch the weather pattern if we close That's enough right. to nature. We don't even need any machines to do it. So, yes, I would definitely agree that they are doing things to the weather pattern. And their pollution has also affected the weather pattern. I believe the earth is um, doing what it needs to do 
to begin that process of clearing. You know, they're digging in the earth on on one side of the earth. On the other side, they're steady putting pollution, radioactive waste and oil and all kind of other bull crap in the ocean. So it's like, you know, the earth is saying, okay, <laughs> I, I got something for that, you know. It's all good. I could I could shake that off too, and yeah, we'll probably continue to see a lot of different changes in the weather. It's been prophesied. Indeed. Yes, it has. I think we have some company on the line, on the line, and bringing some of our friends that are in the building that want to join us in this conversation. If that's okay with you. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm going to start by opening up a call from the 347-972's line. Peace. Yes. Peace and gratitude and all good things are Namaste. that is listening. Namaste, Ashe. And I give thanks to our Noble Ledge Radio, Ledgehill, and Blue Hill for having our beautiful sister uh, on the radio uh, playing and sharing her various um, healing qualities that we all have the opportunity to embrace uh, in reclaiming the tools because like the program that we're going to have on Sunday states that we do have it in our hands already. We just have to activate it, activate them. The tools are there, you know, and I am just very, very excited about having our beautiful sister in Nicholas, Brooklyn, uh, to share once again her experience and her wonderful books that she is deleting or she has written that contains the tools for transformation because I'm in full agreement with her because, you know, Mama Earth is like, yo, you know, when y'all going to get it, you know? Um, tonight I'm at the healing circle currently now at Nicholas, and I had one person ask me, well, how do you reconnect with nature? How do you do that? And, you know, sometimes I I hear these questions and I can't tell them how far we have become disconnected from source. You know, it amazes me, but at the same time, you know, we are here to meet people where they are. And when you speak with nature, you're also speaking with spirit, too, and Many people don't understand that it has to be intangible first before it can become tangible. You know, so I I just want everyone in the sound of my voice to give this sister a nice Brooklyn welcome, you know, as she comes in. And also uh, we have Ross Ben who is our special guest, speaker. Yes. Uh, Is the brother on the um, 267 line? Uh, I'm sorry. He may be. He may be, yes. Okay. Let's check him out, see if this is our brother, Ross Ben, the Earth Keeper, caller from the 267 
drought conditions, you know, but the water's here. But I think, uh, like what Kajar was saying a little earlier, some manipulation going on. And I think uh, we're not recognizing our own power to say, look, let's let rain come forth, you know. And I think it's uh, it's important. Well, one thing I'm seeing with this Northern Cali scene, uh, legacy of Queen Khalifa, Mansa Musa, that this is uh, this is an abundant. This is a this is an abundant vortex on the planet. Yes, you know people come here and Deals tap abundance. Tap, tap that abundance principle here. You know, so before you had Bill Gates and Amazon.com. Queen Khalifa, who they call historically the Amazonian, and Mansa Musa, who them call the wealthiest man on the planet of all time, you know? Mm -hmm. But the one thing Gates and Amazon have in common with them is touching this region to tap that abundance, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm out here sciencing that, you know. Just really uh Indeed. seeing how I could step up my magi state tapping this scene over here, you know? Yes indeed. Uh now I yeah. asked did you get a chance to drink any of that water coming from the stream in Mount Shasta? Nah, I didn't get to drink the water. Other than do. Yeah, bro. There was some dew that was uh, collecting in different spots, and I blessed myself. But, no, we didn't really hit any of the, uh, what you say, commercial scenes where they were selling things. We just kind of went straight to the elements and, you know. So, no, I didn't get I didn't get to drink that water, but I heard about it. I'll leave that for the next, next tribe, you know. Yes. Did you get a chance to go to any of the uh, crystal depositories out there? Nah, as I say, we didn't even hit none of those spots. We was pure on a nature okay. mission, you know? Yeah. Indeed. I saw them, though. I was like, man, I've seen, like, three crystal shops in a two-block radius. I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's serious. Yeah, I see. It's serious and out I there. Even, I ain't even touch them, you know? We were kind of singularly focused. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So how you doing, Sister Kajala? Sure. No, I'm I'm very thankful. We have a lot going on. We uh, we Nicholas when we come to Brooklyn. We actually are going to um, have our another children's book come out this summer. Uh, really excited about that, and um, we are planning to go to Jamaica. Sure. Yeah. So we're gonna have the Nefer um, Nahas, the beautiful awakening, comedic Reiki leap yoga, and we'll huh. be going to Portland, Jamaica for five days. And you all just may want to join us. Um, Netur Ank Aku is going to be sharing the comedic yoga with us. And, of course, I'll be doing comedic yoga classes. We're going to be some striding through to the waterfalls. And, you know, Portland is the home of the Maroons. 
So we'll be doing a little tourist, you know, thing as well, um, soaking up some of that good energy of those also one. Um, so, um, like I will be at com, and um, the book you can find on our store site, which is mm-hmm. We are definitely looking forward to uh, expanding our Philadelphia and New York connection. You know, our goal is to have practitioners in the cities where we have large population of black people, you know, because that's who we are. Yes. This is a a powerful time that we're in, you know. There's a lot of people doing the healing work. We are um, getting to those places and getting that prosperity consciousness because it is time we've been putting in our struggles, our ancestors put in the struggles, and it's time for us to reap, you know, some blessings. Exactly. And Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm so to hear that you got to touch Mount Shasta and um, pick up some of that energy. I'll be um, sharing some of the energy from Arkansas because I felt the same vibe when I went um, to pick the crystals there, um, that the world oh, is so you? abundant. So, um, Can you speak of that experience, please, with the uh, crystals that are um, unearthing themselves in Arkansas, correct? No, quite. in, in, uh, in uh, Arkansas, <laughs> they have some of the finest quartz crystals on the planet, and the most in the world. Positive. In the world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they... It's the largest um, quartz mine in the United States. And um, it was an outstanding (laughs) experience. I got to go with the elder who has been going, you know, for years and years and years. And um, they dig the crystals out and bring them up in these piles, but, you know, we still got to dig. And we actually went right after the spring equinox, and it was right before that blood moon. It was actually, you know, the moon was filling up, and it was almost full. So it was mm-hmm. just a powerful energy, and um, wow. it was a storm. And uh, when we kept that up the next day after the little storm, we went out to the crystal mines, and the crystals had just washed up. So, like, everywhere we walked, the ground huh. was sparkling with crystals. <laughs> So we got a lot, a lot of. I will be bringing some to New York to share. Wonderful. You know, such a beautiful, wonderful, um, wonderful. feeling. That feeling that you know is so much for us to have. The earth is ever abundant. You know, your phone is your phone is waving a little bit. Hello. Yeah, I'm yeah, here. I think I got some background noise. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I hear you. Yes. Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to chime in for one second because uh, I'm still at the healing circle, and then I'm just going to put the phone on you. But um, okay. I just wanted to say that in my research of doing uh, uh, finding 
about pure essential oils and the company that I deal with that supplies me with my pure essential oils, when you see how these various different people work with Mama Earth and, and you see how abundantly she gives back, you you ask yourself, how dare we be disrespectful to those gifts that are given from the earth? How dare we? And when we do our healing work, the body, the spiritual body, loves that aspect um, of uh, the crystal work, the essential oils and everything. You know? So I just want everybody to come out and support this wonderful event that we're having, an interactive conversation uh, of speaking with spirit, reclaiming our ancient tools for transformation, and supporting this beautiful being uh, that is going to come here and grace us with her presence and Ross Ben, who has encouraged me to, you know, make this transformation happen in bringing the sister to Nicholas Brooklyn. You do not want to hesitate. You want to be here this coming Sunday. And I'm going to put my phone on mute, and I expect a full house. Namaste, Ashe. And I'm going to listen. Peace and blessings. I'm listening. Peace and blessings. Mm-hmm. Yes, Thank uh, you again. Thank you again. Indeed. Thank you. Thank okay. you. We have a um, we have a question coming from the chat room for you, and uh, one of our listeners would like to know if you can explain the psychology of black women, and you know, in the now. Explain the psychology of the black woman? Yes. As it applies, I guess, to your healing work or the energy work? You know, what have you been able to pick up on? What are your experiences? Well, I would say that right now is a a powerful time for black women because we are learning about ourselves, learning about how we see that in the work as well, because we have women to come to our retreats and classes. We'll have a few brothers, you know, but it's mostly women who are stepping up and who are wanting to um, better themselves or heal themselves or improve themselves um, at this time. So I think that's a real... Um, positive thing and it is a reflection of the divine feminine power which is um, stepping up and taking its place you know we have been ruled by the patriarchy for some time and um, you know it's, it's been an unbalanced time so we do want to bring that balance back and the black woman gaining knowledge and healing herself is a big part of that because we are the mothers of civilization. And um, people all over the world, they still look to us for 
you know, as mentors or, you know, images to be like. Um, so once we really get, I think that, um, you know, it's a group of us who are really connecting with that, and it's important for us to reach out to our sisters, our nieces, our um, friends, and other ones who are, um, you know, still really living a lifestyle that is not um, benefiting them or us as a people. Helping to um, do things like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of women who just go to McDonald's a lot of times, and that's killing us. So, you know, we can share our, our tips on how to eat more healthy and stuff like that. Uh, we really need to improve our parenting and our family lifestyles. Um, so those kind of things we do address. You know, I have videos as well, and, and I do work with the women. That's part of my duty. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see a lot of sisters, other women who are doing the same thing, you know, reaching out and doing that work. So I'm just saying it's a positive for us right now. Indeed. The mindset, I did not really want to. (laughs) There's so many different mindsets. Um, um, I really am opposed to the whole Beyonce um, mindset, and and that is what is popular right now. You know, I have a niece who's 15 years old who wants to be like Beyonce, and you know, that kind of mindset is is not really help us um, to really be successful and as a community. Um, we need to do more than just be entertainers and bands. We need to be scientists. We need to be inventors, you know, things like that. Um, so that's a constant. It's, it's, it's been a struggle for a long time. I just say that. I hope I answered the question. Indeed. Yeah, and I, I would just feel that the sister is a uh, priestess of Sekhmet, you know, so... She carries those feminine forces of creation that are here to right wrongs and and balance the scales, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely uh, reflected in her works, her words, and her spirit. You know, she carried that Sekhmet feminine avenger of Ra. She carries that force with her. You know? I see. Yeah. And I would, if if it's possible, I'd, I would like to even back up and share a little more detail because I, I, I kind of summarized it real quickly. But, you know, yes. uh, when I was a, a younger, younger Ross, and the earth, the earth, uh, Forces, you know, the crystals and mineral nation, they were on me to to do these works, and I didn't even I didn't know what I was doing, you know, I was just really 
being compelled by forces of nature to channel certain information, you know, be a conduit of certain information. I don't like that word channeling. And along with that came healing techniques and healing protocols with the crystals, right? But again, I'm a young brother. I didn't really, I'm just like following spirit. I didn't really know what I was doing, right? So to try to ground it in some uh, system of knowledge, I became certified in Egyptian reflexology through a sister named Injadika down in Washington, D.C. She had an institute called Focus on Healing. And uh, what that did is it grounded my awareness of basic anatomy, of the nervous system, uh, and allowed me to kind of integrate what I was intuitively picking up as far as the crystals were concerned, integrated into this system of reflexology that that I was uh, learning. And that had me at a certain plateau for a number of years. But it wasn't until I had an opportunity to uh, host Sister Kajara in Philadelphia for Level 1 and Level 2 Raseki certification, where for me, uh, that certification really just took my healing practice, my healing modalities to a, a a much higher plateau. And there's several reasons. The main one and why I really advocate her work and feel like uh, anyone who, wh- whatever healing modality you might already be versed in, whether it's massage or uh, reflexology, it, it doesn't matter. When you get the Rasheki certification, what happens is the uh, wealth that's inside of you, the ancestral uh, guidance and intuition, inner knowing, that really I think is awake in someone who's really a healer. You know what I'm saying? It's more clinical research and clinical certification alone is not going to really bring out that healer in you. Got to be some spiritual ancestral works that is already inside, right? So the Raseki brings that out in a clear, coherent, and conscious way so that you understand your intuition, you, 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 you recognize like, oh, this wasn't just some whimsical uh, following voices in my heavens. Like, nah, this thing, this is a science. Uh, this is a system that our ancestors have practiced for a long time. And really that's why it works. That's why it's effective. So when you when you do your healing works on those levels, your confidence 
there's no conflict between your conscious mind and what is just trying to come out. You know, so your confidence level, your surety is is adding to the feeling. And uh yeah, I I again I I see where wherever where where I where this sister uh gets a community the frequency of that area elevates. I've I've observed that. You know? Because you got high frequency skill collective working on a singular purpose, which is each one heal one, and they're actually yes. healing. They're impacting others, you know, and you see it and it and, and you feel it within the community. You know? So now, right. Uh, ahead, you so. made mention earlier of uh, Mount Shasta, and I wanted to ask you, as well as the sister, when dealing with math healing, when dealing with healing over geographical areas and numbers of people, is it possible to bypass the individual healing that a person needs and work directly mm-hmm. with the planetary grid? Because they say that mm-hmm. Mount Shasta is the root chakra of the Earth grid system. And yeah. when I went there last year, Spirit told me, as well as the people that were inhabiting that particular place, they said you need to bring more of your people. When he said your people, they were speaking about, mm. you know, the Melanites, to do the, the root work, chakra work that needs to be done on this grid system because they were saying they have done what they can, They you know, to hold up what it is they can hold up. But we need to be more conscientious as children of this planet and children of the sun in particular, that it is our direct assignment to not only be responsible for our people on an individual level, but if we get to healing the planet, then we can heal. Because yeah, we're not, more you collective. Know, can we do the reverse? Yeah, we, you'll be here forever trying to touch individual to individual, and then the whole planet is locked down with geomancy. These right. people are under, you know, a, a, a spell that is being cast from above and below. So, yeah, I, I would say I, I would say it's both ends. I, I would say it's both ends, Gretchen. We definitely need to do more grid work and more planetary ascension works. But uh, you know, if my son or my close friend is in crisis, right? When I go to do those works, how singularly focused can I be? So we got to be both ends, you know? I think because uh, our community's in, like, you know, the sister said, like, this is the time we've been told about from a long time. You know, here, here it is. And, uh, yeah, I don't... I, I think uh, all means necessary has to be called upon at this time. And, and that definitely includes bringing some healing to our our community, you know. And uh, when we're so blessed to get to these sacred spots, we definitely got to put out the the healing vibe for the collective, you know. Yes, I I definitely agree. And actually, this is 
maybe the third conversation we've had about that this year, um, visiting those sacred mounds, um, going to other sacred spots. I personally was given a message to go to the top of the mountain and, you know, pray for our freedom and different things like that. You are yeah. Who's um? Who's background noise? Uh, that that might be me. I'll mute. I'm gonna mute my phone, all right? Because I told you I'm in the airport. Oh, you're in the airport. airport. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. I was like, who baby is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, the messages have been coming for us to do just that, to go to the sacred spots, to go in large numbers, to, you know, hold those rituals, those ceremonies, um, and do that work, you know, whatever way that we do it. (laughs) It's many different ways. Uh, you know, we could do the circle dance and the singing and the drumming, all of that. It holds a lot of power, um, you know, because when we come together and we call those spirits, that builds that energy up. And um, I do, you know, I've been told to, um, and we do it on our morning ritual calls, um, send the energy out to our neighborhoods, to our communities, to our cities, because we, we do have to bypass some individuals and um, I see it like, you know, when we have powerful people who have these altar spaces and they have all these crystals in these in these particular places, that's creating a certain energetic vibration that once we put that those words of power out, it's going to send it out and it's going to connect with the next one in the next city who is also doing the same thing. So we are creating that, um, that's that's a part of the work that we're doing with the Great Mother segment and with our temple um, and why we have to have people in certain areas. And even when I went to Arkansas, I had to send some of those crystals out to some of those people so that they would have them, and that would help to build that connection, you know, that we all have with each other, with our um, with our work. Indeed. So, Mhm. It's happening, and we mm-hmm. are in tune because um, you know to hear you saying the same things that um, we talking about. You know, that's just a confirmation for all of us that we are on the path. We are hearing, and Absolutely. really, you know, if we doing what we supposed to do, then everything is gonna go. Just like it's supposed to go, not like how other people plan in it, but like how the divine plan has it, which we yes, know the yes. end of the story is we will win. <laughs> we do know that. I, I initially um, I initially got the call in 2010, and I ventured out with a small group initially uh, that was inclusive of a brother out of Philly named Noble Ampoo, and we we went to the sacred earth mounds. We went to Newark, which is in Ohio, the Newark Earth Mounds, uh, Earthworks, and then we went to the Serpent Mound. 
uh, and we started doing work with the, you know, with the mouse from that point on. And uh, the brother has even progressed to take greater numbers of people to various other sites. You know what I'm saying? He continues to do that work as well, you know, all, all across this country to the sacred sites tapping in. And I think that um, there's much to be learned from doing these ceremonies, tapping into the earth. There's a repository of energy that will really bring us into closer, more direct contact with a reservoir of energy that will allow us to do, you know, uh, magnanimous works on, on much larger scales. And at this particular time, you know, that's what we got to get into. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're really going to have to uh, amp it up because mm-hmm. the, the work that needs to be done is, is that great and it needs to be done simultaneously in many places. And the only way to do that is to use the grid, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely look forward to you coming to Brooklyn so I can sit down in person and, and hold an audience with you and talk to you about some of these things because, it's, you know, I have a lot of different um, people that I know across this country that are doing things that I would like to plug you into. It's a sister out of California uh, named Mother Mataji. Well, Mataji means mother. Her name is Mataji. She has a sacred temple in South Central where we do sweat lodges and everything. And they, they hold the sacred dances as well out at Joshua Tree in California. You know, where these sisters are dancing for 14 hours, sometimes three days straight, you know. Okay. So the, the level of discipline that it takes to really be about this work, you know, mm-hmm. many a call if you were chosen. And for every full moon and new moon, and also down at the ocean, the Pacific, help the MER, and um, that mission has amped up because of Fukushima, you know, things of that nature. You know, the planet really needs our help at this time. Mm-hmm. So your, your 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 works are much needed, much appreciated, and I just want to um, put you in contact with the networks to amplify your works as well so we can form the, 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 the living planetary grid system on top of the grid, you know, because, you know, the universe exists is, is just within us. Mm-hmm. So if you have a uh, collection of beings that are about to work and doing it in unison, you know, that's just as well as being on the earth and doing the work. But being cognizant of our locations makes it even more powerful. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We must build. <laughs> we definitely, because we have some things going on here, and um, I would definitely love to connect with the other ones who are, because obviously we all have been given the call to do certain things right about now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. So I want to uh, open the lines allow some of our callers if they have any questions, comments, or concerns to call in at this time. Press 1. Family, you know the drill. Press 1 on your phone. We will bring you into the bill. Okay? Any questions, comments, or concerns 
Now is your time to be heard. Family, I want to go to our first caller. That is caller from the 862-754-862 caller. Peace to you and yours. Peace, peace. What's up, bro? Greetings. Peace, Hello? family. Okay, I'm there. Yeah, um, um, I didn't catch your sister name. I just came in kind of late. Um, can she please say her name? It's Luke Kajara. Nia Yah. How you doing, Miss um, Mia Nia Yah? I mean, I, I was, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I mean, I'm a little. I just woke up, so I'm a little, you know, just I'm a little under the weather. But um, I would like to know. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Second of all, I'd like to know how can I get some classes? Um, like I want some. I need. I need some real classes. Like I like I explained the Blue Lash uh, week that I graduated from college with a um, degree in nutrition. And, you know, for me studying, like, Dr. Savi, I live Africa, Queen of Four, Joe Popo, Minister Inky, and now I hear you. I need to get into the form where I can get some real classes where I can start implementing this um, where I'm from, because I'm from North New Jersey. So, you know, I see bad diets. I, I see it all. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to just help my people. Okay. Um, you can reach us uh, on our website. It's RasekiHealing.com. That's R-A-S-E-K-H-I-H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. And I do have online classes. And um, also we have a teacher there in the Bronx. And we'll be um, at In Light Yoga and Health, and I believe that's a dot com as well. You need okay. to connect with Pete right there. He is elder teacher, he's a yoga instructor, he's a powerful, powerful healer. So, um, yeah, you definitely would connect with her in a good way. Okay, but can you um just like what 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 do you like what what's different about your diet? What do you do like? Um, because I know you, I heard you mention the diets. I also heard you mention that um, you know, as as far as like um emotional healing and spiritual healing, like I'm not I'm not too um savvy on that part of it. But as far as the food, like micronutrient, macronutrient, you know, I pretty much understand all that. Um. I like that. that. That's what I'm trying to get in tune with. Because I know a lot of I'm, where I'm from. I know a lot of people need spiritual healing, and you know mm-hmm. a lot a lot of us need that. Well, like you said, along with the diets and eating right and um, getting the proper sun sunlight and all that, you know, a lot of us definitely need that. So that'd be something that I'm definitely willing to um, to put myself out there to learn. Okay, um, you, you know. Right now, the food situation is really tight, so um, the meat is is very toxic. Even the vegetables and the fruits are not always real, Um, but we have to do the best that we can to eat, you know, the most pure foods as possible. Whatever it is that you are eating, you just need to spend that extra money to make sure that you're getting real food. That's the fruits that have seeds in it. In them um, and the meat, if you are eating that, you know, get the halal 
food. Um, I'm a vegan. I don't eat meat. Okay, very good. <laughs> I you know what? You know, I don't mean to. We're not made to digest that meat, so um, it's definitely better to leave that alone. And if you're already there, then what you want to begin to do is making sure that you are fasting and um, purifying yourself on a regular basis because the older that we get, you know, the slower our metabolism becomes. When we work out and exercise and everything, that helps to keep it up. But, um, you know, still fasting and helping to keep the body pure as possible helps us to become more clear channels, really, overall is what I found. Um, And then as far as the emotions, you know, a lot of times we go through stuff and we never really learn how to process um, issues a lot of times. We learn how to process stuff from TV so, um, you know, it creates more drama in our lives as, as opposed to resolving things. And um, then we just try to act like stuff never happens and just move on. And that kind of thing, you know, it will disappear from our memory, from our recent memory, but it is still in our memory, in our mind, and it will be in our memory, in our body somewhere So at some point, you know, it's going to come up whether we want it to or not. It's better to go ahead and deal with stuff, you know, right then and there if possible and resolve it in whatever way it needs to be resolved and then, you know, clear yourself from it so that you won't hold on to it and it becomes some kind of physical disease later. And really that's that's the key that, you know, we need to know and we need to be teaching our children how to resolve stuff rather than tell them, you know, um, to stop crying, don't cry, don't feel nothing, you know. Of course, they're going to feel it if they get hurt or something bad happens, just like grown people do. But what what matters is what you do later. What do you learn from it? Are you going to do it again, that type of thing? Um, those are the things that we really need to start dealing with, and um, and the energy can be balanced once we deal with it and and face it. So um, I just had to add that in there because that's a big thing for us, that emotional. You know, we we get into that drama. That goes back to the female conversation. Um, but it goes back to those um, soap operas, really, all that drama and the um, ratchet other reality shows, all of that, that makes people think that's how you're supposed to behave. And... Um, <laughs> then the children, you know, they start acting like that, and nobody says nothing. They no. laughing because they mm-hmm. see it on TV. But then they grow up and they still acting like that. And then, you know, when I go out and see this, I'm like, you know, how did that happen? Nobody stopped it. That's how it happened. So, you know, when we talk about him in our community, that's a big part of it. Um, we got to stop laughing at the children when they act crazy and correct that crazy behavior. And even grown people, I found here lately I have an issue with people, and um, the Ross did say I'm a fire sister. So if something comes up, I'm going to say something about it. Now, that don't mean that we got to just stop speaking forever. I thought we supposed to be able to say something and then resolve it and then move on. 
But now people are so touchy, and it's like you can't even say something to people. You know, we can't even communicate without yeah. it being a big and, issue. And as a, um, a right, as a as an energy worker, you know what that's what I'm saying. What what's what is your thoughts on? You know, what's the, the the reason that people are so much more emotional? Their energy body is so much more raw and exposed these days. You know what I'm saying? That if you do the slightest thing to, uh, you know, affect it in any way, they can't let go. They just hold on to that level of violation and they wear that like a badge. Well, because Ooh. energy, you know, it builds up. If nobody, if you don't release from the past, and something else happens, it's going to build up. And so we have people who are walking around, and they're like time time bombs. As soon as you say something, they just explode, or they might, you know, react with some tears or something like that because it's just so much stuff that they have not processed, and they don't, you know, know what to do with it. Some people have to take drugs to deal with it because it's just so much going on you know, in their heads, in their hearts, in their spirits that's not resolved. So um, those are the kind of things that we really need to address because it's it's going into too many generations of that kind of craziness, and um, we have to turn that around. (laughs) We have to turn that around, really. Indeed, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, But how you were just touching, like you said, like this – Shows like some of the VH1 shows. Um, I was just telling, I, like, I already got my daughter. Like, I already got her on, on on point for that. Like, you know, she when she see that, she already coming in. Like, oh, mommy, watching this. You know, even though I do tell her, I drill her about it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, some people, you know, I guess they learn. I guess they get it when they get it. You know, but a lot of that stuff is a lot of that stuff is counterproductive, like you said. And at the end of the day, you, you don't get nothing from that. That's what we've been trying to get away from the whole time. But, you know, like we try to leave the ghetto, but yet we still watch shows that's dealing with the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and on, a, on a much more ignorant level, like at a level where you wouldn't even be dealing with it. Like, you you know. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like like we trying to get away from all this, but yet we, we turn back to it. Like, I mean, you know, listen, I mean, I still listen to hip-hop. You know, but I listen to hip hop with a much positive message, or at least talking about something where I can get something from. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate that, though. I definitely I can use the healing myself because I've been through some things, and you know, like I'm trying to like every day work on myself. Like you know, besides me trying to work with my kids, I'm trying to work on myself as well. So, mm-hmm. yes, thanks. That's a beautiful thing. Working with the youth. And I just want to put out there, that same time that the people spend watching those shows, you know, you could be making something. You could be crocheting a hat Mm -hmm. for yourself. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You could be painting with your babies or, you know, that's what I try to do with mine. Um, Just keep them doing something creative and busy because they got a lot of energy. But if you just sit them down in front of that TV... It's just going to drain the energy out of them. And, you know, yes, yeah, so we do talk about that quite a bit. And um, 
you know, I, I send you some blessings and some healing light to you, you know, on your journey, brother. I look forward to working with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, um, they blew. I couldn't check. I was, I was actually out there um, in Brooklyn. I actually was building with Red. But I, I like he kept telling me you was around by Fulton Street. We could not find you for some reason. You know what I'm saying? I was with my man. He had a bad knee. So, you know, I'm going to try to catch y'all this weekend um, probably on 125, man. Indeed, my brother. You know what I'm saying? We're going to link. If you link with Red, then you link with me already, but we're going to catch up. All right? No doubt, no doubt. No doubt. Love and light, man. Thank you. Thank you and the queen, man. Peace, bro. Peace. All Peace. right, we have another caller calling in from 347 347- Nine four two three four seven nine four two. Call a piece of New York. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Peace, Know the Ledge, Sister Minty. Peace, Peace, and uh, Sister Naya. Um, that's just two questions. The first one is, um, well, this is more like a comment. I've been feeling green and red. That's been the two colors that I've been feeling, and um, painting my kitchen green and. Um, wanting to put red in my hair. I'm actually, yeah, red in my hair. So those are the two vibrations that I've been feeling very heavy in my spirit. Um, and uh, the 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 second comment was, uh, I'm the one who asked about the, the women because in my personal experience, my mother, she has this, you can't say anything to her. I mean, nothing to her. And it's becoming very sickening because it's coming to a point where she's pushing everybody in her life away. And, I mean, she's so delusional that she would say something and you'll be like, wait a minute, that's not what happened. You know, you put me out. You abandoned me. You did this. Oh, I never did that. You left me. You left. You know, she'll put she'll flip it back on you to a point that is so draining that, like, I'm the same person, I know how to just walk away. But for others, like my father, my siblings, I can see that it's to a point, my other family members to the point where it looks like everybody's just going to completely cut her off. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, it is, it's just an energy where it's like no one can say anything to you. You don't take responsibility for anything. And that's not, and it's not just my mother. I'm just saying this is the type of pattern of behavior that I see amongst a lot of women out here. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And um you talking about the color green, you being attracted to green, that is green a very powerful. Uh-oh. 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 I was saying that green is a very powerful color for healing. Mm-hmm. And um, for healing the heart specifically. And the heart is known to be connected to your mother or the mother. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be, you know, because sometimes, you know, we are here to do things that are for our highest good and we don't really understand it. So I'm feeling like that reaching for that green is a part of that um, to help balance your heart and then also could perhaps help to influence the heart of your mother as well. Um, The red is a fiery color, so it's activating and stimulating, and um, you might need to get a little fire underneath you. Maybe that's why you need that red. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, you know, that's that's just what we were saying, that um, 
it's 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 a time right now that is um I've seen better times, I would say that, in our mm-hmm. relationship. Um, overall with women and with each other. And um I I'm pretty sure it's usually when things get to a breaking point it's gonna shift. So we're gonna be getting to that shift soon because we need to. We're gonna have to depend on each other. Um well, and be able to trust each other again. So yeah. are you in North Carolina? Can, can I can I add on to that a little mm-hmm. bit? Mhm. Definitely. Yeah, we have these times. We have an opportunity to heal generations worth of pain that's in us. You know, and that's what a lot of the emotional acting out is. It's, it's opportunity for serious healing. You know, we got to look at it like that to uh, make the most of it. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's what SecMed is all about, confronting, you know, that which is opposing us and burning it with that love fire, you know. So, yeah, when when the ones close to us are in crisis, yeah, it's an opportunity, particularly families, you know, ones in our generation line. It's an opportunity to, to do some deep healing, you know. Mm-hmm. And we got to be, but the thing with emotional healing is you have to be the change you want to see. We can't be uh, carrying toxic emotions ourselves and expect others to be, uh, you know, emotionally well. We have to be the example. And through that, impel them to come through the healing with us, you know? Mm-hmm. And I will say uh, uh, malachite and the copper stones are excellent for emotional uh, healing. So malachite, azurite, chrysocolla, turquoise, dioptase, and then there's also the flower remedy. Uh, the Bach Flower Remedies and the FES Flower Essence Society of America. And those are vibrational remedies. It's not mm-hmm. like a nutritional supplement, but it's uh, vibrational remedies in tincture form. And they work on the emotional level also. They work on the flower within us, you know, because we got flowers and plants in us, just like, uh, you know, just like creation and the flower essences was on those levels. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to share that, too. But I'm okay. going to quit and mute uh, um, once again. But yes, I. Sister Nia, um, are you in North Because I'm, I'm from North Carolina and I'm living in New York. And I decided to move my family to North Carolina just to just leave the city. Are, are you in North Carolina, too? I am in North Carolina. I'm in Asheville in the mountains. That, that's where everybody goes. <laughs> that's where everybody goes. But I, I'm from Sanford, if you ever heard of Sanford. I'm from a small town. So um, because of the situation, I may have to live there. But hopefully spirit directs me to a place that I'll, you know, that I'll enjoy. But, 
you know, I am definitely moving back south. And I'm going south for the summer as well. Where is Sanford near? Um, Between Raleigh and Fayetteville, very small town. Oh, okay. It's on that side. Mm. Yeah, you have to go through Sanford. Yeah. To get to Fayetteville, you have to go to Raleigh through Sanford to get to Fayetteville and vice versa. Very small okay. town. Mhm. Well, North Carolina is a pretty it's a pretty cool state. Mhm. State, you know. So. <laughs> and Asheville, it's it's beautiful. I I like the mountains and everything, but I, it's not you know, it's other places that I might also want to be. Okay. You know. Okay, and, so um yeah. I also have real quick, I have another color in my my living room. It's like the the comedic color that they have on a wall, not as dark, but like that type of color is called the butter rum color. And I was curious what what areas of my chakra is that color hitting? Make connected to. Like that butter rum. It's like a is butter rum. Burnt orange, yeah, that's the lower, um, like your sacral, what we call the tech center, your mm-hmm. creativity center. It will also um, help to stimulate your your um, solar plexus as well. Your we call it the old center because mm-hmm. um, that's your little personal sun. So you met, your spirit must be calling out for that um, that activation for you right now. And this is an activating time. A lot of people are be, being called to come to attention and stand up. So mm-hmm. um, you'll be feeling that. Um, that burnt orange would definitely um, help to balance out that creative side, that um, sexual energy and stuff like that as well. Sounds like, okay. sounds like she's on the red, gold, and green frequency. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's the, and that's funny when you say that because that's the color that, like, I, oh, have you heard of the... The locks they spell F A U X. They called, but they pronounce faux locks. How funny is that? They're pretty much fake locks. And okay. I've been wanting to get those, and that's the same. That's the exact colors that I want for my hair. That red, green, and gold. Yep. Hmm. Not, my Not my whole hair. Not my whole hair. Not my whole hair. Just one lock. <laughs> Not with one lock with the colors in it. Not my whole head. Yeah. No. Just honor your crown, sister. Don't have nothing fake on your crown. You know, your crown is your crown. What's on your crown should be real, authentic, coming from the, the root of, of your own shaft, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I know. I just, I mean, if not, I'll just get braids because it's a lot of hair to do it. I mean, if anything, I'll just go back because that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the long hair again because I had the short hair for so long. So I'm, like, back in braids now. So I'm actually loving it. It feels like locks or whatever, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, love your natural self, my sister. Um, yes, I. I've had <laughs> locks for over 20 years, and it's been a beautiful experience. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and one of the biggest reasons why I wanted the locks is because I did not want to keep going to the beauty shop. It's like... You know, the locks is the natural way, so um, you, you can do it yourself. You can maintain it yourself and let it be um, the way that the Creator meant it to be so that you can, you know, tap into your spiritual 
powers a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. I just had to throw that in. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I know I have like a lot of questions, but I don't want to hold you up. I promise this is the last one. Now, since I had my baby, it's been hard to fast, to even meditate, to eat healthy. It's it's horrible. And I wouldn't say I'm getting fat, but it, you know, what will be the solution to that when you got to that place where you feel like you can't do it anymore? How old is the baby? He's 11 months. Okay. So you are almost to the point where the baby would be, um, you know, you'll have more of your time and yourself back. Right. Um, I, I've birthed four children, and I gave them, you know, I tried to give them all two years to really, um, you know, I took off. Mm-hmm from work and stuff like that and just devoted mm-hmm. myself to my babies um, mm-hmm. when they were, because that's the most precious time in their life. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just go ahead and spend that time with the baby. The baby is getting bigger. As they get bigger, they sleep more, and they'll be able to do more things by themselves, and then you'll have your time back to, you know, meditate and stuff like that. You grab those little moments um, right before the baby wakes up and um, you know when the baby goes to bed, those I remember those days. <laughs> um, but definitely, eating healthy is going to be important because you want to give your child some healthy eating habits. And as soon as they start eating, you know, if you start giving the baby sugar and stuff like that when they little, they won't want to eat the vegetables and stuff like that. So you want to make sure you're um, eating healthy yourself so you could pass that on. And let the baby mm-hmm. be your motivation to do that, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to be able to teach the baby better than you knew. That you know, let that be your motivation. Well, uh, thank you, Sister Naya, um, Nia, for answering my question. Hopefully, I can make it. I haven't been able to get out since the baby, but hopefully, I can make it to your event in Brooklyn. But uh, it's been great talking to you. Well, you can bring the baby with you. <laughs> <laughs> At 11 months, you know, um, yeah, I, I pray that you'll be able to make it as well, sister. I look forward to meeting you. And okay. thank you for calling in. Thank you. thank you. All right, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. You sure you don't have one more question until we go into I'm, the I'm 11 dying. 11? <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I know you got one more in you, you know what I'm saying? No, she answered everything, man. She she answered everything with the colors. That she 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 answered everything. It would be best for me to try to link up. I I really, if I can, I, I won't make promise, you know. Give thanks. Give thanks as always. Um, peace. Peace. Yeah, we'll be setting up very soon for our eleven eleven meditation. Before we get into that, though. I want to ask you because you mentioned that you're in um, Ashland, correct? Asheville. I mean, Asheville, Asheville. my bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Which is, you know, recognized as another one of spiritual hubs in this particular country. I passed through there when I was coming from Hot Springs, North Carolina, a few years, uh, I think in 2012. Yeah. I went up to Hot Springs, and then we came down. We passed through Asheville. Asheville had a very interesting 
energy to it, as well as very interesting story. I went on the edge of the city, and they had a monument set up. I think it was right across the street. It was like the um, Mall of the King Park. And then um, they had some plaques up, and they said the majority of that city was melanated at one point. And as I was venturing through the city, through the back blocks, I seen the brothers, you know what I'm saying, back then, what have you. Can you speak about the energy of that city? A lot of people talk about that city as if, you know, as if it's the next Sedona or something. I heard, you know, a friend of mine told me it was the happiest place on earth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get some perspectives from you, you, know, you being there and you being so in tune with energy. It is a very um, magical place. For me, um, the mountains, you know, is the majesty of the creator. So Asheville is surrounded by mountains. Everywhere you go, you see them. And um, it has that elevated energy. And they call it a happy place. I know when I first came here, Everybody was like, welcome to Asheville. Everywhere you go, you know, people are just with that happy, welcoming vibe. And um, that's when you, when you know, you're visiting. And after living here for a while, I realized it's, um, it's a special place. It was some very powerful black people here who had built um, a good part of this city up and um, their descendants were tricked out of the property like many other cities. And so it has that um, that funny feeling where everything is real good funny. over here, but then when you cross the tracks, it's real cloudy. Um, yeah, it's real bohemian. Yeah, they don't, bohemians don't tell that part of the story. I've never seen that in the uh, tourist packet. I got there myself and found out. I picked up on on the energy of it. Like I said, when I was going in the back blocks and I was seeing the story, it was scrawled all over our people's energy. And I was like, wow, I'm going to I'm I'm find out, you know, from one of ours what's really going on there. But I, I want to do this. I'm going to have to uh, pause for the cause. We do an 11-11 meditation. And I just want to get the uh, preparation in place for the family, okay? Um, we have a few seconds left, so I can't go into the full preparation. But family, please just find your divine space. And um, if anything, lock the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth. Pull that air from your abdominals. Inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth. And we're going to go into the mantra of Omni Padme Om, which stands for the jewel and the lotus, perfect balance between the masculine in the feminine, okay, and let's tap into that energy, you know what I'm saying? Let's visualize it, let's feel it. All right, family? Very shortly, i got to get this computer to operate in accordance, and we're going to get right into it. We shall be back soon. Oh, 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 
that you would like to share with us? I would say that it is drawing people here. Um, There are a lot of us here who just, like, you know, spirit kind of brought us here um, from different places. And so there are also a lot of other New Agers, hippies, vegan, raw food, circus people. It's a really colorful city (laughs) overall. And um, so, you know, it's a good city to be in the South, you know, if yeah. you have a consciousness. Do they do any festivals there, any festivities that brings everybody oh. together in the town? They have a lot of festivities. They have um, one African-centered festival, the Goombay Festival. I think it's in August. And um, But they do have a lot of things going on all over the city. It's just not a lot of things for us going on here. Indeed. But you mm-hmm. said they do have a Goombay Festival up there in August? They have the Goombay Festival in August. Yep, I was just hearing that it is going to be happening, so you can probably find some information about it. Um, I imagine I haven't seen anything posted yet, but August is coming soon. They should have something going on. They have um, another festival called the Leaf Festival, which is a really big one, and they attract uh, people from all over, not a lot of us, but they have a lot of entertainers, so... um, you know, that's another one. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, you can definitely come through. We have our temple here, and I have a healing space and a store space, and we offer, um, you know, healing services here. And we will be doing some ceremonies here this summer as well. Mm. Indeed. So that'll give you a reason to come to Asheville. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm. You know, I've been drawn to come back. The Spirit has been speaking to me to come back and do more of a thorough investigation because I only passed through. I may have spent half a day there. You know, I wanted to actually spend a whole day and, you know, some additional time just tapping into the grid and seeing what what I pick up. Because then, you know, if nothing else, Spirit told me there's a story underneath the story underneath the story that's buried that wants to be unearthed there. So um, as an investigative journalist, that might be one of the stories I have to dig up. Mm-hmm. It's many yeah. stories here. We definitely have to talk about that. Um, these mountains were also a part of the Trail of Tears. So, yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of stories in these the hills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quite a few tribes. Since I've been here, yeah. I've seen, you know, it felt, um, you know, some of them told me they all didn't leave. Some of them actually hid in the mountains and just waited it out, you know. Um, yes. I actually accessed the um, the trail that I took was from driving through Georgia. I drove through North Georgia, through the North Georgia mountains where, you know, everything initially started. 
So I drove through North Georgia, and we went up into uh, the hills of North Carolina, which were the um, the hot springs. And this was some of the most beautiful land I've ever seen until I got to Oregon, that is, <laughs> in Northern California. That that land up there is just divine. But the land in, in, North, Car- in North Carolina was just breathtakingly beautiful. You know what I'm saying? It was just extraordinarily. I was like, wow, this is something else to be so far up and, you know, so far away, you know. So, yeah. It is, it is beautiful. <laughs> it definitely is beautiful here. And it's still very natural. It's not a lot of crime, so the children can be children. Mm-hmm. So it like everywhere else. But we would love to. We might have to see because I wanted to um, have Ross Ben to come through here at some point. So we have to see if we can work something out. Indeed, I will be honest. Mm-hmm. Get you both to come through and bless the city. They need it. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Yes, that sounds good. Put it out there in the universe. Absolutely. So we have almost come to the conclusion of our program tonight. I, again, want you to leave them with any contact website information that you have, also the information pertaining to the upcoming event in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Nicholas. So please. Okay. Uh, We will be at Nicholas Bookstore, Nicholas, Brooklyn, on Sunday, May 31st, the doors will open at 6 p.m., and I'll be speaking about 7, 7 to 9. I'll have some of my Rasteki family, all of us will be there to um, share some guided meditations. We're going to um, do the interactive thing so um, everyone can get involved. We want everyone to feel their energy the topic is actually um, really about the tips that we can use in this day and time. So we'll be talking about um, some, you know, real life things that's going on, as well as um, doing a book signing for our book, Speaking with Spirit, which is a book of prayers. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a collection of prayers from Africa, all over Africa, from ancient Kemet, we have also a big section of Yoruba prayers and um, other prayers from the Akan. Uh, it's a prayer from Haiti. It's uh, over 100 prayers. It's a very, very powerful book. Um, we were inspired to put this one out because the young people said they didn't know how to pray. And, you know, that's something that's very important for us to use, the power of our words, and to know <clears throat> how to pray, you know, is very important. Um, and and getting inspired by our ancestors because we know that, you know, they were very powerful. So using their prayers can definitely add to our own spiritual connection and our power, our ashe. Um, so we'll be doing that book signing. But we also have our other books there. I have some crystals and some other things that I made as well, so um, we definitely would love to see everyone who's listening in New York on that Sunday, 
Um, I don't know when we'll be back to Brooklyn again. Hopefully it won't be so long, but it's been a while since I've been there. So, um, yes, we invite everyone to join us. Also, you can visit us online for information about our classes and retreats. And we are at rastekihealing.com, R-A-S-E-K-H-I-H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. We also have a store site where we have our incense and books and other metaphysical spiritual goods. <clears throat> That's at, um, ooh, I got this tickle in my throat. Excuse me. Um, that's BrasekiStore.com. And so, yes, please visit us online. You can also email me at RosekiTemple at gmail.com if you have any further questions. Uh, we do have some online classes that are not posted yet that we will be posting very soon. So just um, stay connected. And um, thank you. I thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, and I do look forward to meeting you in the physical this weekend. Indeed. Thank you for gracing us with your divine presence. It is always an honor, especially when we can open up this platform and add on to the divine feminine because, you know, we constantly hear that there are not enough representations in this community of that presence, of that voice, of that force. So, you know, we're honored every opportunity that we get to add on to the ever-growing catalog of that power dynamic and balance things out, okay? So we look forward to it. We're putting the call out. We're letting the people know they need to converge on Nicholas, Brooklyn, Sunday, May 31st. That's the place to be. Come and get your energy healing, okay? And, of course, you know, we always show up see our brother Ross Ben because we know that he's going to come with some galactical information from his travels, especially knowing that he touched that grid, you know what I'm saying? You're going to want to be around the brother because he definitely is coming with the brand new, brand new. Alright? Yes, so I. Again, yes, I. So, yeah, I do want to, I, I've been on mute, but yep, I will be in the yep. house. I'm looking forward to seeing the New York family. And uh, I am, I'm actually, this is my first time touching New York since uh, I made it to Tucson in February. So I will have the Tucson goodies yeah. with me. So, uh, okay. yes, looking forward to uh, seeing y'all on Sunday. Bless up. You're done. All right. Yep, thanks, y'all. Peace. Peace All right, family. Blessing. Peace and blessings. Indeed. Thank you, everyone, who has joined us for this evening's presentation. Tonight's presentation is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. That's K-I-N-G-Z-K-O-U-N-T-Y.bigcartel.com. Soul Gold Biz, S-O-L-E-G-O-L-D-B-I-Z.com. MyPowerPieces.com. All right. My other site got hacked. I'm working with some hacktivists to get things back on, um, you know, online or what have you. All right? But check us out in the meantime. Like I said, we got some new clips up on 
YouTube or Underground Railroad, my brother Rich's channel, which you also find by the uh, the, the call letters of Black Magic Three Six Three. Nice, powerful dialogue that we had out here in Brooklyn during the Arts Festival. We get to just get a an idea, a semblance of all of the wonderfulness that was taking place on right, the planet of Brooklyn. So, as always. you, okay, you could have been at home watching LeBron uh, do his thing or what have you, but you joined us instead, so we honor you, we will be back same bat time, same bat channel this Friday with another powerful episode, peace, love, light, one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.